This is Educator Escape, brought to you by TFD Supplies. They have earbuds for 55 cents each with free shipping. If your school needs earbuds or headphones, think TFD Supplies. Educators who are interested in purchasing should check out tfdsupplies.com. Hello and welcome to Educator Escape, an oasis for the busy teacher and us all. My name is Seth Tripp, and I am so grateful that you have decided to join us as we start this journey. This is episode one of one, the first one, the premiere episode. As we go through this together, I hope that you will give us feedback. If you're not yet connected with us on Facebook, which is early, that's okay, you haven't missed anything, um, at Educator Escape or Twitter at Educator Escape, please do so and let me know what you think. Just a little bit about me. I've been an educator for five years as a social studies teacher in sixth grade through twelfth grade. I have taught everything from sixth grade technology to AP world history uh, to wellness to whatever they needed me to do. I've taught in rural schools. I've taught in suburban schools. I've taught in urban schools. So my background when it comes to what I've done in education is diverse. But I'm not here to talk about myself. I'm here to give other educators a positive light of encouragement through this tough educational journey. Now, where it pertains to my, uh, am I qualified for this podcast? Probably not. Probably not qualified to do this podcast. But I'm going to do it anyways. To let you in a little bit on what kind of drove me in this direction is that I started off my college education as a radio and television major at the University of Southern Indiana calling sporting events and working at the radio station. Go Screaming Eagles. I eventually found my way into education through a friend, uh, and I started that journey the next fall at IUPUI, Indiana University, Purdue University of Indianapolis. Go Jags. And I've been teaching ever since I graduated in 2012. I love teaching. I love what it does. I believe that there are teachers that truly make a difference and not just in the cliche fashion. I would not be where I am if educators didn't pour into me as a student, and I hope that listening to this podcast gives you the ability to be one of those difference makers. My goal for the podcast is to give you some laughs, insights, and encouragement while not consuming a bunch of your busy time. I am also going to spend some time spotlighting some great things that teachers are doing and bringing you news throughout the field of education. We'll be dropping episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, with each episode being 15 to 25 minutes, hopefully closer to that 15, because again, I know that your time is precious and I don't want to take it all up. So please, listen in, tell a friend, and join us. And don't worry, I'm not always as scripted. I promise to make this as engaging as possible without sounding scripted, with the exception of this moment right now. So, with that being said... Today on the podcast, on our initial startup episode, I'm interviewing Kelly. Kelly is a good friend of mine who is a vocal music teacher at Riverview Gardens High School. Uh, For those of you who don't know, Riverview Gardens is on the north side of Indianapolis uh, in North County. Uh, Kelly and I are going to discuss some strategies to make it through the end of the school year. It's almost here. She's one of the most, if not the most, knowledgeable and loving teachers I have ever met. I hope that you enjoy. Here is my interview with Kelly.
<laughs> All right. So first, I wanted to welcome you to the podcast, Kelly. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. No problem. Um, Kelly and I worked together at Riverview Gardens High School. Um, the school year is almost over. Um, but before we get into our interview, I want to uh, you to tell us a little bit about your education background. Sure. So I've been a teacher for 12 years, all of those here in Riverview Gardens School District, where I have taught kindergarten through 12th grade music. I also work as a coach and mentor for the other teachers here and represent them as president of our NEA association. And she does a fantastic job. I am an NEA member. She represents us very well, and she's a very great mentor to me and a great teacher. And uh, Before we get started, um, I had... I asked a few people some questions about what they do, some other teachers, about what they do to uh, sort of wind down the year to cope with how the year ends. Um, and your, your answers were probably uh, the most thorough uh, of all of the answers. And I also think that's part of just your personality, that, that education just oozes out of you. <laughs> um, so could you... Um, Tell us, um, as we get to the last week of school, some educators, myself included, uh, have struggled with making class interesting and relative at the same time to end the year. Could you give us a few of those pointers that you mentioned, um, how you make your class interesting and engaging towards the end of the year? Maybe add some, some examples. Sure. Um, my end of the year actually looks a little bit like the beginning of the year. Um, as I myself start to run out of energy and patience and the students are starting to get sick of school as well, I find that they need more reminders of our procedures and expectations. So we spend a little bit of time reviewing that. But also some of those activities that we use to establish culture at the beginning of the year, like we did the minefield exercise where the students had to coach each other across the minefield at the beginning of the year, which helped them build that team mentality. And then... Um, at the end of the year, like today, we had lip sync battles in class where they worked together to perform their favorite songs with a lot of drama and dancing. Um, but it kept everybody really engaged and looking forward to class because they had to rehearse for their performance and do all that. So I try to, number one, remember that I like all my students mm -hmm. and that they like so, me. Which every day it's hard to <laughs> it's hard to remember that sometimes. Yeah, we, we run out of patience and we're ready for summer break and they're ready for summer break and everybody's just sick of looking at each other. So I try to do those kind of things that keep it in the front of my mind that we all actually do like each other. So we play games together. Sometimes they're review games as we prepare for our finals, like Jeopardy or Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader, those kind of things. But um, I try to make sure that the end of the year is fun and focused on community, celebrating the successes and the growth from the year, um, just like the beginning of the year when we set our goals and, and figure out all the things we're going to do. I like that very much. When I was teaching AP World History, we had just done the whole year of AP, which is the hardest uh, class um, tested in the AP field. It has the lowest success rate and we, we took it and then at the end of the year we did a, a mock United Nations where they had to present uh, ideas to mm -hmm. the United Nations to be submitted and it was really cool. People got to be a judge and people like to judge each other so that's, mm -hmm. so that's fun and stuff and so after that high pressure year it was good at the end of the year to relax and sort of 
get behind things that you're passionate about. So I, I love that. What was your favorite? What was your favorite performance from today? Oh, I don't know. That's it's difficult to say. We had a little Skylar Sisters action from Hamilton. Very nice. Um, and then we all kind of got together for My Girl. So Temptations. Was, yes, girl. Temptations, My Girl. Um, but I think the real surprise of the day was when one of my seniors snuck Pony into the mix. And so we had to we had to shut that one down pretty yeah. quickly. <laughs> I can I can imagine. But I gotta tell you, he had some moves. He was he was dancing pretty well. That's one of those things sort of like when your your kids do something that if you were not a teacher, you would find You would just you laugh, and laugh, laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh. So my my strategy in those situations is to generally let them have their fun for about thirty to forty five seconds while I make a comically disproving disapproving face and then we shut it off. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't break their hearts, but let them know what the... Yeah, let them know the, we're not going to do this here. Okay. I um, think you touched on something really important, though, with your activity, is you have to recognize the level of stress in the students' lives towards the end of the year. Many of them, especially those of us who are teaching high school, are dealing with end-of-course exams, AP exams, college admissions. There's so much on their minds that... You need to be aware that they need a break in their day. They need a, a time to laugh and, and breathe a little bit during all of these high-stress things. And for our elementary teachers as well, because they're just, in middle school, they're finishing up their map testing. Everybody's brains are a little bit fried. And so you have to take that into consideration in your planning. Don't ask them for something that they just physically can't do at this point in the year. Yeah. Um, great things. Um, when I was talking to you earlier this week, you mentioned to me that an important part of teachers last week was having conversations with your students about how you did um, as their teacher this year. Um, a couple questions I have about that, and you can you can separate them into A and B columns. Is um, why is it important to see to seek that feedback from our students? And then the second one is something that I've always thought about: is how do we go about doing that? Because I sort of feel a little weird asking a students like, um, that I suck this year? Yes yeah. or no? <laughs> and if I did suck, what about me sucking did suck the most of which part sucked the least? So, yeah. you know, I, I feel like it's a little forward. So, oh, so what, yeah. how do you go, how do you go about that? Um, well, to hit the first part, I think it's important that we seek feedback from the students because... Um, to kind of put it in a business vocabulary, they're our clients, they're our customers, they're the people that we're trying to keep happy, and kind of at the same time, they're the medium of our work. Like, you know, I'm not building a house, I'm building knowledge into a child's brain, so I need to know, is the knowledge there? Did you feel happy and supported as you tried to gain that knowledge? Um, and the only way to, to find that out is to ask them, so we have to. Um, and I believe that reflection is an essential part of improving your practice. And um, while I can get some information from my colleagues who come and observe me, and I can look at the data from, you know, like our assessments and did the students actually meet their learning targets, that's fine. But teaching is about a lot more than numbers on the page or what somebody can see in an evaluation. It's work that's done in the heart, mind, and soul of children so we need to check in with them and see how they're experiencing it now as far as how I do that um, I generally give them some kind of written work you know what did you really really like about class this year 
What was your favorite project that we did? Why did you like it? Um, and, and don't forget to ask those follow-up questions. What did, not just what did you like, but what about it did you like? Why did it work for you in your learning? Um, and then on the flip side, what just really did not hit the mark with you? What strategy did I try that was just failing every time and that you think I should retire it? Um, so I, I do some, some written work, but then I'm, I try to check in with them one-on-one -on -one as much as possible. You know, like I'll see somebody who's struggling and ask them, is there something I could have done differently to help you here? Um, and I find that students are really responsive to that because they have a lot of opinions mm -hmm. about what we're doing. Yes, and, and if you can frame the, the situation so that their opinions are productive, then it helps everybody involved. Okay. Um, another thing you mentioned was cleanup, and I thought that was interesting. I personally dread this time of year, um, not because I have to take everything down. That's easy. I can I can destroy things. Um, but because it took almost the whole year to get my room to where I like it, mm -hmm. now I have to take it down, and the next year I have to figure out Mm -hmm. what it's going to look like and also my wife put that up yeah. and it's never going to go <laughs> no, now I'm going to have to plead no. with her again will you help me organize this mm -hmm. organize this again um, I liked how you talked about engaging students in that cleanup practices I personally would be okay with it um, to a certain point um, but I'm not sure about which ways to go about it and for somebody who's super particular about their stuff like my wife mm -hmm. is completely different than me she's more of a she has a whole lot more of control um, that she needs to have in her sure. classroom um, is it a viable option for somebody that needs to have more personal control um, to put a seventh grader in charge of putting away my posters and colored pencils and things that, you know, the things yeah. that, that, yeah. that we spent money on. Hey, I totally understand. I am about as type A as they come. And my students will tell you that, that Miss, Miss Jean needs her stuff in a certain place, like right down to where my straw is centered in my Mountain Dew cup. Which I, is essential to life. Well, yeah. I know if they're sneaking soda because they don't put the straw back in the right place, so they had to figure it out quickly. The kids sneak soda? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so, as far as end of the year cleanup, even for us people who are very, very particular, I think it is an exercise in knowing yourself, knowing what you're okay with and what you're not. So, there are some aspects of my classroom cleanup that my students are not allowed to touch because I need it done a certain way. However, if all I'm doing is taking posters down off the wall, anybody can do that. Right. If I need stuff put in a folder, I know my students well. So you kind of deploy your students to the task which most fits their strengths. I have students who are really proud of their handwriting. So they get to write all the song titles on the file folders because they have beautiful handwriting and it's a strength of theirs and they feel really helpful. And then all through the years when they need to go look up music, they see their own handwriting and it's another way to build community. Mm -hmm. And it's another way to make them care about all the things in the classroom because they carefully packed them up and they helped you put them up at the beginning of the school year. Um, so know what you don't want people to touch. Yes. Figure out the things that your students are naturally inclined to be successful at and then point them in those directions. And then whenever possible, make it a game. Like um, we have another teacher here on campus today who was playing trash get ball 
with his students all day. So they go through their folders and they keep what needs to be kept and everything else gets balled up and thrown in the trash can in the middle of the classroom. And they keep score of who gets the most trash kits and, and it's really an engaging and fun way to clean up. Um, so and Not just an engaging and fun way to clean up, but a, but as you hit on earlier, a good way to sort of unwind as the the year ends mm -hmm. and make things more fun because let's be honest it's i mean today is may 18th yeah we're we're literally we're a all week, tired we're know, on we're, our last legs yeah and so <laughs> if i can throw a little trash can basketball in there it's it's going to mm -hmm. benefit me for the next week and it it kind of it kind of i don't know like buoyancy i guess like it adds some buoyancy to your day it, it helps you have fun with people that you like um like the thing you shared on Facebook today about focusing on the positive, you know, somebody says you're pretty stupid and you say, thanks, I'm pretty, you know, like instead of focusing on the fact that this kid always yells out instead of raising their hand or why won't they sit in their seat, you can focus on the fun that you have together and all the growth that you've achieved throughout the year and um, really hold those positives close to your heart so you could go into your summer break with a good attitude and looking forward to the next school year. So it's not just about having a, a glass half full attitude, it's about seeing that the glass is ready to be filled again, mm -hmm. more so than anything else. The started from the bottom, now we hear kind of feeling, you know, like, look how far we've come. And you can celebrate that success and feel it and carry it with you into the next year to give you even more confidence when you start with the next group of kids. Because look at all the greatness you did last year. Right. Uh, our last thing is I had a few suggestions from other teachers and I wanted to get your thoughts on some of them you have hit on particularly mm -hmm. the first one yeah is um, <laughs> pick your battles with kids they're ready for summer two mm -hmm. where you you seem like you understand that pretty well oh yeah absolutely now that being said we still have to hold our students to those things that that deal with safety right so especially on high school campuses we get students with itchy feet towards the end of the year that they need to go see this teacher about an assignment or they want to go talk to their friend at this lunch shift and we need to really underline that even though you're done with school and I'm done with school this rule is here for your safety and so we're gonna follow this one mm -hmm. some of the other ones we can bend a little bit but make sure that it's always clear to them which ones are there and have to be followed no matter what okay um, the second one is avoid the teacher's lounge and it was with a it was with a preface mm -hmm. if that's where negativity lives in your school now negativity can live anywhere in the school sure sure um but what about staying away from those negative spaces why is mm -hmm. the, why do you do you believe that that's important and and why or why not yeah i um I definitely believe in the importance of surrounding yourself with positive people. If you're with people who are complaining all the time and, and looking for the bad things, then that's what you're going to see as well. Um, but if, like us, you have a fun lunch group to laugh with and joke with about the trials and tribulations of the day, then they all seem just a little bit more manageable than, say, perhaps a group who just wants to list all their complaints. And you can walk around the building. You can see who's mm -hmm. who's negative, and who's you can see not. the little cloud over their head, yes, yes. or the the rainbow and sunshine. And that's our job to come over there and hand them an umbrella. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. 
And then the last one, although technically it's not the last one, because yeah. when I asked, the first words that I got uh, were wine and beer, <laughs> uh, which I didn't think were a coincidence. I'm more of a, a whiskey person, but I'll drink I'll drink to that. But Well, I'll throw dance parties on Dance that. parties? Because I am a firm believer in the magic of endorphins. So um, I dance party a lot more in the mornings towards the end of the school year because it puts me in a good mood at the beginning of the day and kind of starts me off on the right foot rather than the wine and beer, so which does, is a little reactive. So you does, know, so I try to be proactive, pump up the endorphins, and then if it's really bad, then we'll hit the wine and beer at the foot, end of the day. Which foot do you start on? Because you start oh. off on the right foot. You start on the right. Well, see, the that's right where I get into left. a problem because the dancer in me wants to start on the right, but the marching band girl in me wants to go for left. So, but I, I was always bad at making up my mind. So, <laughs> you're the indecisive. <laughs> oh yeah, don't ask me where to go for dinner. Oh gosh, <laughs> I had to plan dinner tonight to, to, with the wife. We have an it, unexpected date night tonight, it, so that could lend, end up anywhere. Yeah, Total do, date, let's do it. We're doing sushi in the Avengers. Ew, no, I'm done. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm out. Rachel wants sushi. I won't even eat cooked fish. What a cooked <laughs> fish. Just get it away from me. It doesn't taste good. Ew. 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 See what I mean? Fun friend group for lunch. It is It is a fun friend. If you don't have a fun, that would be one of my other advice, is that if you, next year when you start, if you need to find a fun friend group if you yeah, have it. find your tribe. Especially if... You're graduating this year, and you're getting that first, um, that first uh, job in education. Find somebody that you can latch on to, who you can laugh about the day with. Yeah. And then the the last one is uh, this is from one of my really good friends, Kevin. We caught we talked together. Um, he says start summer early by going and doing something on the weekends leading up to the final days. We only have one weekend left, mm-hmm. uh, which happens to be. Well, technically we have two because yeah. we have... But only one with students. But only yeah. one with students. Uh, he's actually in Minnesota right now in Duluth doing Lord knows mm-hmm. what. So he's taking his own advice right now. Yeah, yeah. But um, what do you think about getting out on the weekends? Why would that be beneficial, do you think? Well, I think it depends on the person. Um, I think my husband would agree with that because he's very um, adventurous and mm-hmm. kind of he's a lot more extroverted than I am. Um, and so while I'm, I'm all down for going out and getting a little vitamin D now that the sun is finally shining, I'm more introverted. So Mm -hmm. for me going out and doing stuff on the weekends just stresses me out. That is my recharge time. I want to be in my house with no other people. Mm -hmm. Definitely not people who need me for anything. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that really what he's trying to get at is saying, make sure that you're taking care of your own mental health. So whatever it is that helps you recharge your batteries, make sure that you're especially making time for that as you come to the end of the year, whether it's meditation or going out hiking or just sitting in front of the TV, whatever it is that helps you keep a full charge. Yeah, this weekend we're going to go, like I said, we have date night and then we have some other events going on this weekend and I'm like, I'm not going to get recharged this weekend because I'm not going to have any time. I'm a... I'm a uh, video game I sit and play a video game and I mm-hmm. listen to some fun podcast that I yeah. that I like or something at the same time or I'll or I'll watch watch quote unquote net uh yeah. West Wing 
while yeah. I'm playing a baseball game or something like that. And mm-hmm. that's my recharge. But yep. I think I like what you said, though, is that recharging, no matter what it is. However form it takes, yeah. And also good advice for the summer oh, is yeah. whatever. Because when you come back next year, you're going to need to hit the ground running. Cause you're going to need a full tank of gas. Right. Do you have anything else that you think you should pass on? Um... Make sure that when you put things away, you put them away somewhere you can find them next year. We are very bad about putting things in a quote-unquote safe place so that we don't forget where it is, and then it's safe even from ourselves. So if you do that, like, make a master list somewhere of where all your stuff is hidden. Um, and if you have the time, go ahead and write a little note to each one of your students to send home with them in the summer so that they can carry your care for them, your belief in them, with them throughout those breaks when they might not have somebody to tell them every day quite how awesome they are. I love that. I've done that before, and it's so rewarding to see them the next year and they come back and they're like, mm-hmm. I loved your letter and stuff yeah. like that. So it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Well, thank you again for uh, coming on Educator Escape, our first inaugural episode. <laughs> no problem. Um, Super fun. It is good. I'm glad. <laughs> I hope that it's fun. I hope that people find it fun and they can really uh, escape. Um, like I said, I'm glad to get to call you my friend and uh, I admire and appreciate your passion for education uh, for our next generation. I hope I can get you to come on again soon. Sure, no problem. All right. That's All right. our interview with Kelly. Thanks. Thank you so much, Kelly, for being on. I really, really enjoyed uh, interviewing with Kelly. Uh, She's been a light for me this year at Riverview Gardens. I can honestly say there's been many days where we've had to pick each other up. More days than often, it's her picking me up um, through the day. Sometimes that requires us to just sit and listen and make a joke or whatever it is that's going to help our fellow teachers through the stressful and sometimes... Uh, seemingly helpless time. We don't know what we're doing sometimes, but you know we get those people who really come up behind us and they support us and and take care of us. And so I'm really glad that Kelly uh, that she has done that. Uh, so shout out to Kelly because um, those people help us do the hard stuff. Also, like I said on the podcast, uh, on the interview, excuse me, find somebody that you can just laugh with. Somebody that's going to make the day easier for you. Find that person. Especially if this is your first or second year. Find that person. Find that group of people. Now, when it comes into the year, on our way out, hang on. You're almost done. It's almost the end. End it with fun and engagement. End it with growth and reflection. End it with love and affirmation for your students. End it with those you care about. And end it with a sense of fulfillment that your glass is full, that you can't possibly pour more into it and get it ready and set up for next year. Thank you again for listening, and I hope you will join us on Wednesday as I and literature connoisseur and player of tremendous amount of board games, Kevin Hard, joins me to talk about our summer reading list. Even if you are not a teacher, this is the episode you should check out. Kevin is an exceptionally bright guy who I always go to for when I need to pick out something to... uh, to read uh, fellow history teacher special ed teacher great dude please come back and follow us and listen in 
Also, again, uh, please give us a follow on Facebook and Twitter. We'll soon be on major platforms. I'm trying. I'm trying to get it there. So just hang on a bit, and you can subscribe there. Um, also, hit us up there on Facebook and Twitter for your feedback. I am Seth Tripp, and this has been the first episode of Educator Escape. Educator out.